You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, good day and hello. This is Morning Breath. I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors here, like the intro said, uh, at East Coast Christian Center, and uh, we are excited to do the Word of God with you through this uh, this model that we have called Morning Breath. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of it, whether you're getting it by podcast or getting it live on a radio show um, here locally in Brevard County, Florida. Thanks for doing that, or however you end up with us. Uh, maybe you got it out through our website and you're checking us out, checking out this place called East Coast, and you ran into this thing called Morning Breath. Today we're going to open up the Word of God. It is a devotion uh, sure to jumpstart your day or night or evening or afternoon, whenever you might get this. And so we're excited to open the Word of God. We're going to do that together today in the studio with me. I have my wife across from me, Miss Emily Moore. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Morning. Good day. Good day. And uh, also we have over here studio extraordinaire Nick Clemenson. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Awesome. Thanks for being here and uh, doing all the fader things over there. You yes. called him studio extraordinaire. He is the studio. He, he's he is the, the studio. He does it all. He's the engineer. Extraordinary. <laughs> he, Nick is the studio extraordinaire. I'm the soundboard. He Boom. is everything. I'm the recorder. Yep. Are you the beatbox? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. There it yeah. is. Yeah, he's got he's, he's got drummer. skills that that not all know of. He, this guy this guy has like climbed big mountains and uh, scaled walls and uh, or repelled walls or things he is. like this. He's the Renaissance <laughs> he's man. He's jumped over things. He's uh, probably belly flopped a few times at youth camp back in the day on purpose. Just to feel the pain, come on, try to just win it. Feel something. Feel something at least, or nothing. One or the other, who yeah. knows? <laughs> and uh, he's done all sorts of things here, growing up around here, and we're excited to do this show together. So, Emily, tell people what the show's about, how to get on board. Absolutely, us. we read a chapter in the Word, and um, we don't prepare a sermon, but we do prepare our hearts and just let God breathe on it. And um, we'd like you to be connected to this, to the Morning Breath Radio Show. The way to get connected, the best way is to uh, visit our East Coast app or um, our website. You can also on our website um, figure out information about the church and events that are going on here, and you can get past sermons and even morning breath episodes. So, um, and you can find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. We're all over the place. Um, or if you want to do it uh, old school, we love old school too. You can call the church office at 321-452-1060, and we can email you or snail mail you. Um, with more information about East Coast, about Morning Breath, we'll hook you up. We'll connect you. Yeah, the goal would be to get you the chapters of where we're headed, especially in this season. We're actually in a, we're bouncing around a little bit because we're in a time of seeking together. We're in the middle of 21 days of devotions and uh, some fasting and actually morning prayers going on this week as well. we got a night of worship tonight that's going to kick Woo-hoo. off 24 hours of prayer. It's going to be amazing. we got a lot going on, um, really just trying to dig into uh you know, pressing into the, the, I don't know, just to understand who God is a little bit more, to get to know God a little bit, maybe find some purpose, find some, um, I don't know, find community in the process as well, do it alongside some other people. That's why this show is valuable. I think it's not just me and you sitting in a studio talking about the Word of God, but there are literally hundreds of people, or maybe I don't even know the numbers, um, of people out there that are across the board looking and uh, studying the Word of God, and we're doing it together, and uh, it's an honor to do it. So thanks for pressing in. Like I said, we do have Night of Worship tonight. We have all the things going on. Um, check out our events page on the East Coast app. If you don't have that, I'd encourage that. Or go to our website, eccc.us. And uh, this is like day three, I guess. This is day three of yep. our devotion and seeking God together. And so we're in John chapter three. How about that? Day three, John three. Yay. Let's go. So we're going to be in this. Uh, all the chapters are available there through the app, through the website, like Emily said. And so I have the New Living Translation. What do you have over there? New King James as usual. Oh, well, faithful. Yep. 
Except the dog. It's very old. The dog <laughs> My got Bible got chewed by the dog. Maybe the cat too. It literally. That's a real excuse. Fell into. I wonder a how many kids pieces. have tried that at school. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my dog ate it. Well, your dog, our dog, did mine tear is, up the Bible. A mine bit. is clearly ravaged. The Maybe book he's of just, Nehemiah he just hungry for the word of God. Let's go. Wow. There you go. All right, so we're going to get into John three. There are. Let me see. There are twenty. Or sorry, thirty-six verses. So let's break it after. I guess at 18. 18. Yep, we'll go 1 through 18. I'll get you started. I say unto you, read, ma'am. Awesome. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. All right, verse 19, John 3. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light. Therefore, their actions were evil. All who, ev- all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear of their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are going that they are doing what God wants. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time in, with them there, baptizing people. At this time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Anon near Salim, because they were there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. There, this was before John was thrown into prison. A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people, and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you. I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride, and the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy at his success. He must gr- he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are on the earth, and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how but how few believe what he tells them. 
Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he is sent by God, he speaks God's word, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands, and anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Amen. Like you said before the show, actually, before we're on the air uh, today, uh, Emily said, man, this is an incredible chapter. This is like life-changing stuff. This is not yeah, just nice. a, uh, not that there's just a chapter of the Bible here and there, but this is a chapter that is rich with all sorts of incredible things from John 3.16, which is probably, I would guess, the most famous scripture, the most well-memorized, the well-known. You see it in stadiums, you see it on iBlack, you see it all over the place in athletic arenas or other arenas. But yet John 3:17 even which goes into you know it's not it's not just um, you know it's a love it's a loving God who is for you not here to condemn you not here to do there's so many things in this chapter that are just incredible I mean I I guess the thing that stuck out to me I'll just start um, with what what I feel like um, you know God breathed on as I read the chapter last night and again this morning I yeah. I really just like John the Baptist's take on Jesus like yeah. you know I think about John the Baptist as having been what Scripture calls the the most the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets basically like he is the yeah. greatest of all time prophetically right yeah and here's this guy who goes it's not about me yeah had every reason as as the bible describes him as the greatest pre-jesus like prophet like this guy had following this guy's baptized this guy's doing all sorts of stuff and then when he's questioned about it when he's like hey what what about that guy over there why isn't why aren't they coming to us you know by somebody who's maybe a little selfish a little prideful a little you know arrogant even going what about us yeah. he's going hey, it's not about me i must decrease and he might increase and yeah i just love the the picture of that for me as a believer to go hey it's not about me i'm not building some kingdom for myself i'm not building anything really for myself it's all to just reflect the glory of god and and he goes on to basically tell the same thing that jesus um, would say, you know, we get at the, the end of this chapter, it's you know, anyone who accepts this testimony can affirm that God's true, for he is sent by God, he speaks God's word. He is recognizing the power of God in Jesus like nobody ever before. And yeah. I don't think it's just prophetically. I think he's actually experienced that. Like he's experienced having spent a little bit of time with Jesus, just a little bit of time, like mm-hmm. in the process of doing that, he has and I say a little bit of time, like I don't know the window of amount of time, but I know that it wasn't just weeks or years. It was like a very small amount of time there. And he can say all these incredible things about who Jesus was. Yeah. I just wonder what it looks like when we have an encounter with God that way. Like, can we go and testify of the of the goodness of God and what, what he has done in our lives? And can we share, are we able in this season to share how good of a God that we serve and how much joy that we can be filled with even when it's hard even when it's difficult even when you're getting you know all the all the stuff thrown at you can you just walk through that storm and i'm sure i mean john the baptist is a little different character like if we know much about john the baptist you know that he dressed a little different ate a little different he was a little yep. different guy but he recognized the savior of the world he recognized so much about jesus and i just want to i want to have god encounters like that that there's no question that i've been with jesus but also no question that i can testify of who jesus is because i've been so near and so close. Amen. Absolutely. That was the same um, portion of this chapter that really stuck out to me was that um, where the where John the Baptist's disciples are just like in verse 26, where it says they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you or he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he's baptizing and all are coming to him. Yeah. It's like 
hold up, John. Now the guy that you were with, he he's who you testified about. They're all going to him to get baptized, John. And when you think about it, John's you know we call him John the Baptist. He's he's the baptizer. He's been baptizing people, and now John's disciples are like, hold up, Jesus is the one baptizing. Everybody's going to Jesus, and and it's kind of like the they're not in the limelight anymore. They're not in the. Um, they're not in the center of the stage anymore, and um, and maybe they were a little bit used to that. But it so speaks of human nature. Yeah, it's really easy for us to sit on this side of this story and go, well, they were kind of prideful, or the and yeah, yeah, those things surface. But truly, if we truly look at our own hearts, it does take faith and trust to live that way, the way John the Baptist lived, because. People, we, all of us, struggle with pride, struggle with insecurity, and it gets exposed in certain scenarios, like maybe when you feel undervalued, or you feel unseen, or you feel not noticed, because there will be times when when you're going to feel not noticed. And what do you do when you feel not valued? What do you do when somebody else got the promotion? What do you do when um, when that title that you want just seems like it's never going to come to you? I guarantee you, your eyes are in the wrong place if you're looking for your own value, if you're looking for your own validation, if you're looking um, to be in the spotlight, if you're searching for the promotion or the title to give you the value that you feel like you deserve. Because God values you, you are valued, and that's where our eyes need to be. It's a whole scenario of go back to that hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yeah. We've got to turn our eyes upon Jesus just like John the Baptist did. And when his eyes and his heart are pointed directly at Jesus, what is his heart's cry? He must increase. I must decrease. This is the heart of what he's saying, that we're never going to be, nobody else is going to truly know our worth. We can't bark up that tree of trying to find our worth and our value from other people. You're going to live hurt because people don't know, nobody knows your value like Jesus did. You'll get hurt when you live that way. But when you live with your eyes on Jesus, when you live with your, and this is stuff that I've wrestled with in my own life, in my own Christian walk, and I'll wrestle with it again. And I guarantee you, you've wrestled with it, or maybe you just haven't even thought about it before but it's something that we're going to wrestle with as believers and the answer is turn your eyes upon jesus and just know that this is our calling in life he must increase and we must decrease yeah you know the the idea here is that there's this comparison and it's been called a comparison trap it's always looking across at somebody else and what they have and thinking it's better right like you look over there and you go oh they must have it and i don't have it and so you devalue yourself based on how you've overvalued potentially the other person or the other thing. And yeah. the person who's walking through whatever you kind of want to be walking in or walking through at their same spot, they're probably devaluing what they're in and wanting more. And it's this deadly trap of, of humanity that some, that some way in some powerful way here, John the Baptist had figured out and had gone, you know what? I think it because of the intimacy, because of the closeness with Jesus, he had actually figured out here that this is actually going to be a better life to live, to go, I'm going to submit, I'm going to serve, I'm going to lift up someone else. And it's a great leadership principle, you know, like honor yeah. another man's vision and, and watch your vision come to pass. You know, like, like John the Baptist had, I'm sure he had all sorts of dreams and aspirations, but his dreams and aspirations really come down to this moment right here. Yeah. Like this is where it all could be made or broke, you know, like oh, if yeah. he's like, it's about me coming in and he got into a war, if you will, over people over like yep. God's greatest treasure like you think about that and you just go man that is messy you know and you, it, you can look at it in this story and you go oh, I'm not doing that that's not who I am that's not what I do but I would just challenge you to go hey do you feel all the things about somebody else who 
is married today or is engaged today or in a relationship or has that career or has that promotion like you had said you know all those things can make yeah. you feel all sorts of things and it's dangerous i i i I'm challenged. I'm challenged by this verse right here, verse 19. It says, And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light, God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. And I just yeah. I, I just have to ask myself, like, where's their darkness that I'm not letting the light into? You know, is there any area of my life? Is there any spaces? Is there any places? And this is why fasting is good. This is why time of seeking is good, because we can wrestle around with within ourselves a bit and actually get introspective. That's why the Word of God is good. That's why the Word of God is so rich and so great, is that it'll get to the very marrow, the Scripture says. It will divide bone from marrow with the thought and intent of men. Like, it'll get into there. Nothing can expose our thoughts and our tents better than the Word of God. And I look at this and I go, man, God, help me. Help me to not be the person who says, you know what, I'm going to hang on to my little darkness thing over here. Hang on yeah. to this little space because I don't want to get the light in there. You know what? There is a re- incredible reward when the light in the, of the gospel gets into spaces. It's always better when the gospel gets into those spaces. And so I just want to challenge you, maybe look around, like do a little inventory today. Do a little inventory on your heart and go, is there is there a space of pride? Is there a space of comparison? Is there a space of doubt or insecurity that you've allowed to kind of hang around and hang on to and uh, you know, just devalue what God is doing in this season in your life because you think you want something better over there that somebody else has. And so be careful with that, but also be careful that you're not, you know, critical of yourself and condemning yourself either, because that's not what God came to do. God didn't send Jesus to condemn the world. He came to save the world through him. And so don't get beaten down by your weakness or your, your failures or your flaws. Let's look up Amen. again today and go, hey, all right, God, you're the rescuer, you're the redeemer, and you actually want me to, you want to rescue and help me out of this and not push me down and keep me in it. Amen. And God is faithful. He's yeah. faithful to refine our character, especially um, in seasons of trial, um, in seasons of tribulation. And and I feel like in times of seeking, especially, we can press in and let God um, refine our character. And um, I remember a, a time when we were at East Coast and um, we were, you were a youth pastor and we had worked in youth ministry in uh, junior high for about four and a half years. We had worked in uh, high school for about nine years and so we're almost 15 years deep into youth ministry and then the time came to hand it off and um, when we handed off the youth ministry I remember just kind of asking the Lord what is it that you've called me to do at this church now what is it um, what is it that, that that you want for me what's my next what's my what's my next mission what's yeah. my next position and the Lord spoke to me I felt in my spirit and he said it's it's a call to die it's a call to you're here at East Coast Christian Center to lay down your life for people and you're not here to have a title you're not here to be an important person and and truly if um, if titles matter to me then my character isn't ready for the title and it's true of anybody in any place in their job this is not just in a church leadership um, principle this is anywhere that if that title matters to you that you need that feeling of worth or power or anything like that your character isn't ready for it and um, and our um, our motive needs to be that I'm here to lay my life down for other people. I'm here to decrease that Jesus may increase. And, and it's easy to say that in principle, but when you walk through it, and this is something that I have walked through and I will walk through again because a lot of times when you think, okay, I've had that revelation. Now, now I'm good. I'm good for life. Nope. Wait a minute. It's going to come again and there will be another test of it again. You get the, you get the same opportunity again to turn your eyes on Jesus, to realize it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Yeah. You know, the, the idea that the title, I, I would just challenge anyone out there. I'm challenging myself to go, Hey, is the greatest title beloved 
child of God. That's the title. Well done, good and faithful servant. I want that. I want that set of me. Whether I have any letters after my name because I have these great degrees or these great credentials or, you know, your tagline when you sign an email or you sign anything, you need all the credentialing there. You know what? I want my credentials. Not that, you know, earthly credentials don't matter. I do think that there's value in, you know, getting degrees and getting educated and wisdom and, you know, all the professional things are professional and they're valuable. But higher than all of that needs to be beloved child of God. Like, I want to be a child of God, loved by God, and be faithful to the call of God. And whatever that looks like, whatever space or wherever that takes us, whether that takes us around the world or into our community, into the smallest, you know, darkest place of our community, I mean, I'm super blessed. And this is not to brag on East Coast, but I'm super blessed that a couple girls from our church put together some bags and put together some things and went into some dark spaces, like into some gentlemen, quote unquote, clubs at Christmas time to go be a blessing, to go love some girls who yeah. are who are in a in a space today that the world would say, oh, they might be this or they might be that. There might be a label or a title for that, for that kind of, you know, job, we'll call it. Yeah. And they said, you know what, I'm going to go bring the good news of the gospel. I'm going to go bring the good news of love and care for people. And I'm blessed that somebody would, would think to go into a dark space with the light of the gospel and say, you know what, I'm going to go in there. Now, of course, the the right people in the right season and the right time are doing this. Yeah. But the people who are called to do that, man, praise God. Or whether it's you're, you're feeding the homeless out on the streets, whether you're you know ministering to, to youth, you're ministering to adults, you're, you're going into a nursing home and caring for them, you're going into a jail, you're going into, which I know it's something that you're passionate about, you're building a team to you know to start you know a, a legit you know jail you know service if we could like Amen. we're working on some things to get yeah. into some spaces that we want to be the people I want to be the person who runs in when people are running out going I don't know there's dark over there I want to take the light of the gospel into those spaces somebody brought the gospel to me brought the light of the gospel to me Amen. into my dark space into the, the athlete's clubhouse if you will where there's all sorts of chaos and all sorts of craziness but somebody said I'm going to take the gospel in there I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm going to be willing to go share the truth of who God is and I love that we could be those kind of people I I do um, one other thing we just have a you know in a minute or two before we take a break but this idea that Nicodemus in the dark, you know, a late dark one evening, it says in verse two, he came to speak to Jesus, Rabbi. You know, I just think it's an interesting, it's an interesting comment or a con, you know, like, why is that even there? Does it even matter yeah, that it was dark in one evening, you know? But it must have been intense for him to get out there and to go speak to Jesus, right? Oh, yeah. Like, this was not an acceptable a practice as a, as a teeper, the teacher of the Jews yeah. to go, hey, Jesus, like, I heard this about you. Like, he had some questions. I love that he's willing to answer, that Jesus is willing to answer the questions that the that the Pharisee had, you know, that the, this leader um, had and go, hey, you know what? And I believe that this is a, you know, probably a very impacting conversation here, not just in his own life, but in the lives of people he would affect around him. Again, it's another opportunity to win one that actually opens the door to who knows how many, you know, and what Nicodemus' impact was beyond this conversation, you know, only time. And, you know, I guess we'll get to heaven one day and we'll know, we'll be able to see, which would be pretty incredible. But um, it's just a really awesome thing that he had questions for Jesus and he was able to approach him with them. And you are too. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, I noticed in verse 19 um, that says, and this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And I think just kind of as a closing thought, we can look around and we can see darkness. We see discouraging things. And um, and that's been going on for a very long time where yep. people see the light and they choose the darkness instead. But what do we see right after that? John the Baptist keeps ministering. Jesus keeps ministering. Jesus keeps loving. John the Baptist keeps loving and um, 
And going into a fresh year into 2022, um, and especially during this time of seeking, just to have that mentality that Jesus had that even though things were dark and and can be discouraging when people see the light and choose the darkness. I mean, to us that see the light, that's incredibly heartbreaking yeah. when somebody sees the light and they choose the darkness. Um, but to continue the way Jesus did in faithfulness, to continue the way John the Baptist did in faithfulness, despite all that. You know, the uh, I'm thankful for people who stayed in my story long enough. Amen. And I think that's the deal is that we don't just ever give up on somebody. We don't ever look over and they go, oh, that's so evil. That's so like, you know, I can't believe they're doing that, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm thankful for the people who stayed in my story when I was doing that, quote unquote. Same, right? Like same here. there are people who have been in my story and been alongside me and not given up. And I would just say to you, stay in the game, stay in long enough in somebody's story, love them well enough, continue to show them the light of the gospel. Let them see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Let them see the goodness of God in your life. They will be hungry. That We are built with a hunger on the inside of us to want those things. And I would just encourage you, they will want what you have. Just keep doing it. Keep being faithful. And you can't be you can't be this and that and all over the roadmap. Let's go. Let's be faithful and let's stay the course. Amen. God bless you guys. Let's stay the course with this fasting and seeking God. We'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.